What's going on, GNGs? It's your boy Trek. This is Trek and Cryptos to Connect. Thanks for coming back. If you're returning and if you're new, welcome, welcome. I appreciate. So for this episode, I'm talking about what it is to look for work in the space and a couple of different websites and like what I was going through at the time for when I recorded this. And I got a pretty good interview on the second half of the show, so stay tuned for that too. Welcome, welcome, G&Gs, and I am Trek, and today is January the 7th, and um, I had like a recent, a recent kind of um, epiphany, I don't know if I'm going to say epiphany, so I told y'all in the beginning, the idea was learn the solidity, and then um, start working on, you know, getting into doing some projects, and you know, basically charging and making a living off of it, um, but the idea was to just like do a break and make this be like the full-time thing of studying and then work out getting a job um, after um, gaining the skill set. So I came across something the other day that um, it had me kind of reevaluate the situation on whether like, well, can I get a job right now that's within the blockchain space? and still work on doing the studying the way I need to to gain the the knowledge base and the skill set. So it brings me to the whole thing of like, if you can find something that works out to put you in either a remote um, working kind of situation where you can um, telecommute, um, or you can go in and just do a couple of hours if you actually have to go to some place and then you can still be able to like study and read and you know um, bring your little laptop with you and do some programming while you're there. Like once again, like the security guard situation. If you're in a place where you kind of got one of those offshoot posts where nobody really pays attention to you, not one of them joints where you gotta walk around with that little um, uh, what's the name of that thing? There's some jobs yo where you gotta walk around the building and then you got to hit certain marks at a certain time and if you don't they know you've been messing around but that's I'm going off topic but um that that was basically where I'm at right now and um I saw the job post and at first I was kind of hesitant about it but I'm like you know what I think this would be in my realm considering that it's within the ethereum um blockchain slash platform ecosystem and I'm like all right I, I know x amount of this and I'll be honest, like, it's funny how much you think you know something until you actually have to explain it to someone who doesn't know anything at all, who they can't really judge you per se, because you could tell them, like, the sky was pickled green, and that would be like, oh, okay. But when you talk to somebody who knows more of the technical than you, then you get to that, like, oh, I really don't know as much as I thought I did. And that's kind of what I went through um, with dealing with this application. I don't want to put out, like, the name of the company or anything yet, just on the end of, um, I'm going to see how this process goes. But what I will say is there are definitely X amount of sites out there that uh, have information. One joint that I came across was on Twitter, was, like, Blockchain Jobs. I'm going to have the link in. And then the other one was um, Angels List. They have... um, they have a bunch of stuff. And the thing that gets me right now about how this space is developing 
um, as far as the, the career field part of it goes, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the Ethereum platform itself, but just the general of the blockchain technology is that some people are transitioning from what their other career choice was into this space and they're going into like, well, I'll be a recruiter or um, I deal with, you know, talent acquisition. But then you have the people who are on the technical side who are more about the, well, I can go from um, uh, UX UI development and cross over from where I was working at some website and now cross over into this. But then you have people who are in my position who, um, my current position that I work in right now, I'm a test engineer, but not anything related to what this platform deals with in regards to the, the Ethereum ecosystem. And I'm looking to go from that to be a developer slash um, um, auditor and I actually have to now go through from the base end, learning the programming language to then be able to say, I have the skill set to then develop and then be able to create slash audit stuff. Um, and that puts me in a very like uh, position, tough position. And uh, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, OK, I can do this. But I got to say, like, I don't know, you know, how you guys are working it out or where you guys are coming from as far as your skill set, as far as what career you were in prior to or where you're at right now. But the jobs are definitely popping up. The salaries are really varied. Like I've seen stuff from like 20K to like 350, okay? And like I said, there's there's a couple of different sites that have some listings and different things. Some of them, it it, it boils down to the same thing, like you know, um, and what you see in the traditional market. You'll read what the requirement is and be like, oh man, that's like a lot of technical stuff. And there is definitely X amount of more technical positions needing to be filled compared to like the other non-technical parts that make a business that make a a company function. Um, which is actually ironic when you think about it. Like, I haven't seen any real postings for like, oh, we need an HR person or like an accounting person. Like, it's really a lot more technical and um, um, job positions that are being posted. Uh, but who knows how that's going to look come, uh, what, three months from now, especially considering once the industry moves forward more and X amount of the ICOs that have been um, tracked to go online this month and the next following months, like the ones that actually do good and succeed are going to definitely lead to the next set of people who just, oh, I want to start an ICO. I'm going to be pet.com, not calling themselves pet.com. And people are going to jump on it. Who's going to look to get a job? You might have a job for a month and then the company folds, but you'll gain some insight and you'll network and you'll have some kind of understanding of the industry and like the technology. So in some ways, that's like a double-edged sword when you think about that, right? So it's going to be a bull rush for, you know, um, people with money or people looking to get other people's money to start a company up, hire a couple of people. Company lasts a month, company lasts two months, three months. And then boom, they're done. But 
if you position yourself right, you'll get in, get the network going, get your experience that you need, and make sure you keep the resume on deck, like ready to go, especially if you start to have questions in the beginning of how this company is going, like make sure you, you are ready to land on your feet like a cat. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, uh, that's actually just some stuff I really just thought about right now. Um, and I actually have to write that idea down about something um, article-wise, but I'm ranting off. But yeah, that's just basically what I wanted to um, bring up. Like, the job market, if you can work the situation of finding a position that's in something at your level, man, like, lucky for you. If you're already a programmer, even better for you. But if you're in my position where you're, like, at the novice, don't know that much as you thought you did level, <laughs> then, you know, you, you got to really come in on the ground level, like some customer service type stuff, some... um like working in the PR department or something to to help get the word out about the company. Like that's what it is right now. Um, especially coming from my end of it. Uh, so, you know, I just want to let y'all guys um, know about that particular thing. Hopefully I'll hear from these guys before the end of the month. And I could then say something more about this process and like the company and all that stuff. And I really would like to, um, get in with this company on the end of the position that they're in and it's definitely going to help usher in um, a new wave of users who understand um, personal economic sovereignty I stole that phrase from Andreas Anopoulos, Antonopoulos um, yeah economic sovereignty so if you don't get it, find one of his speeches, Google it. It's it's out there. I, I think um, this year is going to be a change and a shifting of the movement for people to really understand that. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I would like to get with this company, which hopefully I can get to talk about soon enough to be more clear. But, you know, Google it, look out. Um, I'm going to definitely have the link about this stuff in um, Trek. Check y'all GNGs for the next one. Adios. All right, GNG. So that was that part on the daily talk on looking for work and just some options that are out there. Going forward, on the second half, I got to speak with Karima, aka Bitcoin Bay, who it is amazing to see how much she's blossomed for the work that she's put in and where she started to where she is now. She is definitely a positive force in the crypto ecosystem, and I'm hoping you guys enjoy this conversation too. What's going on, GNGs? It's your boy Trek, this guy, um, bringing you another segment of Trek and Cryptos to Connect. Today I'm in DC and I had the opportunity to attend another great meetup. Y'all know I go all about when I can for these meetups. And I'm here with Karima right now, who is the founding member of this? Yeah. Okay. So give us a little bit of who you are, what got you in the space. Who am I? Well, um, Bitcoin Bay. My pseudonym that I use online, and um, <laughs> I got into the space because actually my friend John was here at the meetup. Um, I was calling him to talk about how to make money on scheming on this. It was not a scheme, but as an advertiser, I know how to make money for clicks, right? So I was calling him about to set up a website, do whatever, and he was like, "You should get into Bitcoin." And then ever since then, he would ask me every day, "What did you learn?" 
And then I, like, felt inclined to, like, report back to him, like, what I was learning. And then I ended up, like, never stopping from that point. I invested in Coinbase, like, bought through Coinbase, like, my first week. That's the first day I could. As soon as I got approved, like, I was just throwing money in there, which is not the smartest thing. Um, it worked out for me because it was in a bull run, but um, it definitely made me more inclined to figure out what the frick I was putting my money into and, like, why it was important and, and how it was like going to be groundbreaking, and then when I had that like aha moment, like this is going to change everything. Um, definitely was listening to one of the Andrew's Antipopolis videos. I was like, yeah, oh I know yeah. How I feel about him. Um, that's when I knew, like, okay, if this is a full time thing for me for the rest of my life, uh, this is what I want to do. And um, how am I going to do it? Uh, I had to get myself involved in some way. I guess I can segue to that, or are yeah. You gonna... So that brings us to the name of your meetup group and like what today's thing was, which was um, a really good um, event. As far as like um, Dr. Corey Petty from the Bitcoin podcast was here. Um, Andrew, what's his name? I can't remember his full name, but he does cybersecurity, real knowledgeable guy. Morris. Morris. Okay, thank you. And um, John. John, and Oli, yes. Oli Inka was our presenter. Yes. And she's a cybersecurity professional expert. So um, DC Crypto Club is an educational place for people in all stages of entry for crypto to come and learn something. So this is a meetup specifically centered on, focused on education and um, then the networking comes back in. That's not, it's not a schmooze fest. It's not why DC Crypto Club is here and that's why I created it because I felt like um, the meetups I were going to were lacking that depth that people need to really educate themselves and be attached to the technology. And today was about cybersecurity and cryptocurrencies and the intersection between those two things. And basically, it was great timing. I mean, sucks for Ian, but um, it was great timing because he just got hacked. And so I'm like, well, you know what? You should learn how to secure your crypto because it's very important that you take into account um, your ledger or things like that and like and using a ledger and and not keeping and I designed this guy she's bling bling um yes. <laughs> but like you know not keeping it online like if you have millions of dollars in in you you crazy like it's ridiculous so basically having the conversation and having people who know what they're doing talk about the conversation that needs to be had around security and cryptocurrency let me interject on this one as somebody who goes to different meetups and I, I've said this on different occasions like there's a difference that you know in DC meetups as opposed to a BMORE meetup as opposed to a Philly meetup as opposed to a New York meetup a Jersey meetup these for the ones that I go to and I will say for DC I feel as though Karima does a very good job at bringing that educational level of even if you're at zero and if you're at five you feel very comfortable um, at her events because the information is is practical and it's people who are actually um, in the space and not just telling you about it from the sideline. Right. Um, there are other groups that kind of work differently because of what their makeup is. This is definitely one of those groups that I feel as uh, for if you're in the D.C. area, even if you're on the Virginia, Maryland side, whatever, you know, look it up on Meetup. Um, I'll have the link in the thing for this, but you definitely walk away with learning something from every event. I'll yes, put it that way. And that's the goal. That's definitely the goal. And um, 
I can speak to. I knew, like, okay, blockchain is like, like I, this is for the rest of my life. This is what I want to do. But I was like, how? And what I decided was that, like, well, I'm already good at people. I love people. I love meeting people. I love organizing events online and offline. Um, uh, that's like my thing. And so in the past, um, I worked with DC HealthLink, which was a healthcare exchange for um, DC residents through Obamacare. Okay. So I helped roll that out from the beginning until still there now, but I don't work in it there anymore. But we, I really learned how to be agile with the way that I did events through them because we had events almost every day for a three month period. It was crazy for multiple years. So like the, the first year was like six months long. We had events. The second year we had like events. They they shortened the enrollment cycles. Mm-hmm. So like having to have all these events and having to present a brand new idea and policy to people was a challenge. And I feel like it aligns with what I'm doing with blockchain. It's a brand new idea, and I'm bringing it to people and I'm aligning it them with the idea by an event. Um, and that's how I'm going to bring an app value to the space, and I'm okay with that. I'm not going to be a coder. I love people who are coders and developers. I want to empower them and help people who do want to code, like meet other people. Mm-hmm. I want to help them know about resources that are out there, especially if you're a woman. Next week in New York, you can co- we can learn uh, for free. It's like a two day workshop that they're sponsoring. Is that the one Mackenzie a part of? Elizabeth Stark tweeted about it. So, um, I can send you a link about yeah, yeah. to it afterwards. But stuff like that, being able to facilitate this kind of communication between people is what I know that I'm good at by default. I don't know how. I, don't, I just maybe because I love people. I don't know. Because some people don't like people, you know? That is, yo, there are people that I know in this <laughs> space who don't go to meetups. And I've met people who, not in the meetups themselves, but outside of, you know, I'm a networking person, who didn't even know that meetups exist now that talk about cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Yeah, like, it's like 20 of them in D.C. It's a lot. And it's the it's a, it's a thing. Like, you're... It's intangible. Like, it's an asset that you can't touch or feel. Mm-hmm. So having a tangible experience is going to make it more actionable for people. I agree. And so it's like some people have to be there to create that experience and be willing to be the people to do it. Well, why not have the people that love doing it already do it like me? So, I mean, I think that's just important. I'm like to detach from the online community also because it can be very bubbly. So bubble. We're all, we're all in our own little space still. Like it's still us against the world almost, you know? And like the online community, you, you can, like I remember at one of the first meetups I went to, someone had broke down to me um, how Ethereum worked and Neo worked or whatever and like basically how gas worked and I was like oh and I would not think I mean like I would have understood eventually mm-hmm. but having someone like who was passionate about it, like this is how it works each line of gas each line of code called gas mm-hmm. and the transaction Ethereum is basically it's this mm-hmm. if this happens and that happens I'm like Thank you. I needed that. You know, like so people having these conversations in person are important. You know, and like connecting with other people. It's just just as important as doing it online. And then also, people offline are held accountable. Like you have to be accountable for who you are offline. Online people are not held accountable. And I'm very. Um, <laughs> That's one of the big things in the space right now, right? <sighs> 
I'm really I have a, I have feelings about that. Um, I'm very vocal about it on Bitcoin at Bitcoin Bay on Twitter, and I will speak out or say something or call somebody out, even though like I only have a thousand followers. People, so I'm like sometimes they might not pay. No, I'm just saying like some people, some people will falsely like make your follower count like then they're worth something, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like you have to understand their bots. Yes. That people have like yes. just because they have a lot of followers on these sh- nothing like they literally just started like they are misleading people and so the online community is a double-edged sword because it's the shit as far as like if you are working hard and you're studying and you reach out to somebody and they can tell that you're hungry they will feed you they will not hand it to you but like if I'm saying I have this issue I'm working through it I can't figure this out somebody is going to be responsive and help out that knows what they're doing or like the people with high follower counts like I like um a minor not so fast when I was getting into um coin governance model and structure I'm really trying to get in wrap my head around it and get into that so I can start consulting on because we'll we, talk on final yeah but but yeah, so people like that, me being able to ask somebody like that with a hundred thousand followers and he respond back to me. Mm-hmm. But he knows that like clearly my question the context it shows that like I've done some research and I'm hitting a hard spot and they're they're so accessible and it's not like that in other industries where Very you have people who are experts, new millionaires, whatever they are, accessible to be able to like pick through. So the online community is valuable, but then at the same time you have to understand either sometimes humans behind you know hiding behind Bullshit. stuff and oh, some of it is full and, and you'll get it eventually like the more you get into it the, the more you'll okay. see it okay so take that and i'll segue to this last part last okay. question of this. Last um question. to go with so since starting the um meetups what have you seen as far as how the, the makeup and the community for your, you know, little, um, well, your niche and where where you are and seeing how the the, the groups are coming or the group is developing within your. Um, um. So one thing that I have seen. I mean, it's a really diverse group of people in D.C. The conversations are always different. I we just had um, co-organizer of women in blockchain in D.C. We had our first event, 60 people came out. Most of them, were, of course, were women. So that was great, you know, and the conversations there were different. Um, but, and it just really depends on the meetup group. I, I do have, because I'm an organizer and getting into it, I'm basically planning these events. I have noticed events that, other events and the ones that cost money are usually bullshit. And the fact that they're taxing so much to, and it's just disheartening to me because it's like the barrier to access shouldn't be this much to to gain, think, right? and the amount of money I have does not a, equate to the value that I can add to your community. I'm still valuable just because I can't afford three thousand dollar ticket to a conference does not equate my value, and I need, but I want access to this space. So like having to fight for that is something that. I've had to learn how to do, and I actually met a young lady who's really, really good at finessing conferences. Like, she's just, she's a smart woman. She's very smart, and she's very driven. I love her to death. She's, she's, 
she got me into something for next week. Like, she figured out how to get around, work the angles, and, like, get in there. But, like, it shouldn't have to be all that, you know? Okay. To get a quality experience and get quality content. So, that's something that I know in the future. I've already spoken with a couple of other people about it. I'm going to plan an affordable conference. I'm also going to start a fund for people with merit. Because that's all the time. Sometimes they give you a fund, like, Zcash sponsors 75 students. Ooh, great, but what about me? I'm 27. I'm not a balling. You know what I'm saying? I can't afford to go to Kingston. I still want to apply for it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. people in, in my, like, I would say 21 or 31, and that, like, we're ripening in age, I guess, just now, like, coming into adulting. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. He's coming into adulting. You might not have it, but you might want to be there. So, like, creating, like, a merit-based type of scholarship for people who want to be at these places and working with these places to have um, a, a better barrier to entry for people and, and making it known that this is a fucking problem. This is not okay. Okay. So that's something that I've, I've, I think I answered your question. <laughs> so, in short, she was saying that um, <laughs> the, the, there's a price barrier that is going on, an economic barrier. Yeah. Not in regards to can I buy into a cryptocurrency, but can I go to an event? And this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this Trek and Cryptos to Connect, because not everybody can make a conference. Conferences are costly, and consensus is a perfect example. I mean, we just went in D.C. like a month or two ago. Oh. Um, the Digital Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. I, they I, had I, theirs, and it was like three thousand. And then I emailed them like, "Can I volunteer or something?" Like, I'm, I, I'll even email and ask, "Can I volunteer? How can I contribute? Because I, I want to be a part of it. I'm active in the space, but this is just not feasible for me as." Mm-hmm. Karima, I can't afford this, and I'm not about to spend this much money on this kind of thing. And like, they're like, "Oh, we have a we had a student discount early." I'm like, "Your student discount was 500. What kind of student? Okay, because so you know, <laughs> all that is just like, it's just making it for me. It's like, all right, that's another challenge. I'm about to knock this out. It just makes me more fiery about what I'm doing. It seems to make me better. The harder it is, it's like, all right, better. <laughs> okay. Watch. Okay, so I don't want to cut her, but <laughs> That's it. I'm done. she definitely like start. You started to see the fire come out, and that's what I'm noticing. Understandable, and this is why I, I definitely have taken to Karima, and like I really um, like what she's doing, and I'm definitely looking to support her in the future endeavors, and hopefully we can work some other stuff out. Appreciate. I'll tell you about the past thing about um, but so yeah, um, GNGs. This is Trekking Cryptos to Connect, and today I got to speak to Karima. Um, Bitcoin Bay. Um, <laughs> goofy too. And that's it. So the next one. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Nice. So, like I was saying, GNGs, that was the daily talk. Thanks for listening. And, you know, if you're looking for work, there's different uh, online platforms out there that are really focused in on the crypto blockchain space. And like I said, traditional job roles are definitely crossing more over outside of just the technical um, know-how. And even if it's not that you're at that speed, you can always still start out and do a help desk and eventually graduate up. If you got any other questions, hit me up on Twitter at SmartTrekking. That's Smart and T-R-E-K-K-E-N, not I-N-G.
and we can go from there, man, if you got questions. Hopefully, um, I helped somebody out with something there on that one. Like I said, Karima is definitely something to behold as far as the work she put in and where she started and now where she's at, having done more than 30 events in DC to help people understand the basics of crypto and blockchain technology and empower people with that knowledge. That's the whole thing of what Trekking Cryptos to Connect is about. It's not just going to take the technically inclined people. It's not going to just take the money people. It's going to take all different types of people to help people get on board and understand and be able to use the technology in a way that brings meaning to their life, brings value. Like that's another big thing that I kind of stress about it. And then I guess that also depends on what you consider value to be in your life, right? But G and G's, if you appreciate, if you like what's going on, if you're inspired, if it helps you to, you know, realize something that you didn't think of before, like this, share this, tell a friend, hit me up on Twitter. I'm now on Instagram under Trekking Cryptos to Connect. And you can find me on Twitter at Smart Trekking and check out the landing page. It has a bunch of the other interviews on there. So, you know, just go through and see what interests you. The conversations all vary. Granted, we I, I use the same set of questions, but the conversations really all vary for where they go and who I'm talking to. Yeah, that's it, G&Gs. Until the next episode. Tracking Cryptos to Connect was brought to you by Trexmark Consulting, where they take cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology and put content into context. Check out the website, trexmarkconsulting.com.